I 100% had to let go of him to Mm -hmm. like move on and let go of that idea of like, we're going to be something so that I could move on with my life and find happiness in somebody else. I think I needed to like genuinely fall in love and care for and like see a future with somebody else. Hey there, gals. Hey there, gals. And welcome back to another episode of The Gals Guide. We are a dating and lifestyle podcast. I'm Hannah. And I'm Emily. And welcome to another episode of our podcast. That took us two hours to start recording. We have tried to record this 17 times, and Emily has been graced with the rainbow wheel of death. Um, look. But look, we've we made a lot of plans. Like, we have made <laughs> plans for the podcast, um, to go on a camping retreat. We are going on a camping retreat and field day is a, it's upon us. Okay. But would that not be fun? Instead of us doing a live show. Yes. Cause okay. We would, were talking about live shows, people doing them, all the, all the things, all the things. Which I love the idea of doing. I love when podcasts do that. I think it's always fun. And I, I, I recently went to one and I thought it was a great time, but I'm always trying to think of something different. And you know, we always call you, I realized this today. We call you gals, the gal scouts. Why the fuck, one, did we not call them the gal pals? Oh. Yeah. We, we missed that. We, we definitely, we definitely did not hit the nail on the head with that one. Should have called them the gal pals. Mm-hmm. Should mm-hmm. maybe rebrand um, the I gal mean, I'm always, we're always down for a rebrand, you know? Yeah, it, it, you it, never know. You know, you never know what happens. Um, but uh, I mean, I was a camp counselor, you know, for a while. Well, and we are guides, we are guiding you. We are guiding you on this journey. This um, treach- treacherous <laughs> journey. <laughs> that we call life. Uh, so we thought about like, wouldn't it be not be cool if we rent out a camp? You know, I'm sure that's, you know, so affordable to do. I um, bet we could do that with just the spare change in my wallet. Like, I mean. Perfect. Honestly, Great. we need to just find a camp that like is like in need of some charity like some funding like and then we'll just be like here we would love to support you well like girl scout camps girl scout camps non aren't they like what's that word i can't think of it non-profit non-profit (laughs) non-profit not for profit it's the same thing yeah yeah Um, basically i think so I don't know. I, don't I really know. don't know. Anyways, but like but, if we were to be like, hey, here's a nice donation. Can we borrow your camp for a day? They would be like, yeah, of course. Why not? Well, like they're not active unless it's the summertime. Like yeah, so I we remember in the fall. Oh my gosh. Think of like a fall camp fire. Field s'mores. day. Oh, we were on totally different wavelengths. But yes, like field, field day, day, but like there's the also day. like, yeah. Field day the day, s'mores, coffee, kumbaya at night. Hannah will be leading that part. With Listen, her I got guitar. the guitar. Um, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a kumbaya moment. We're gonna Meanwhile, sing some Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'll be leading field day because your bitch was a champion at Red Rover, uh, and we'll like na- nickname it like different like dating things. Like instead of yes. Red Rover, it'll be like Red fuck flag boy come over. Oh. oh no, I was gonna say fuck boy come <laughs> over. <laughs> like the DT, like call it DTF. <laughs> you <Yes>. up. <laughs> Yeah, don't give away all of our ideas. <laughs> no, but like seriously, I was telling her like I went to camp. I learned how to shoot a gun and I was telling her, I was like, listen, if anyone Meanwhile, comes on my land, pow, pow, bitch, like 
<laughs> we are done. You're, I can throw an axe. Uh, the only thing I can't do is shoot the bow and arrow. I, I never, I, I never, I, you got that. You got that. Yeah. So with the powers of us, we're going to be throwing axes and shooting bows and arrows. Like it's going to be great. As long as we don't sit on balloons at this field day, that is balloons trauma. I have PTSD from that. Um, in elementary school during our field days at school, one of the races was who, what class could pop the balloons the fastest and you had to sit on them. And I don't like when balloons pop, nor do I like them being popped by my ass. So I'm, I'm as long as that's not that's um, not one, we're good. We did we did like the you know like the potato sack race which oh, we did all of those too, but we had a balloon popping one and it was very traumatic for me. Um I, I do not enjoy balloons. Mm-mm. No. No thank yeah, you. Yeah we we did not do that. Um no, thank you. But, so sorry yeah. you had trauma from that. It's okay. Um, you know, I've learned I've learned I've learned it's going to be all right. Like the balloon's not going to hurt me, but it is slightly, ter- slightly terrifying. <laughs> okay. Well. Um, on a side note, before you give us your story time, because I know you have something, I would just like to let you know that I am in mourning um, this week because okay. I um, found my first gray hair. Oh, my God. On my head. So I will be in mourning for the rest of the month of August. And I will be crying and starting to save money for having to dye my hair since I'm going to be a silver fox. Um, that's See, not the vibe. So I don't... Who the fuck knows if I have gray hair? I dye, I've been dyeing my hair since I was 17. So yep, I have yep, no idea. Yep. I, I found one. Not only one. I found two. So... It happened, and now my $25 haircut is going to turn into, like, $175 of dyeing my hair brown. So I love this for me. So if anybody wants to Venmo me, it's at... (laughs) Welcome to my life, except it's way more money than that. (laughs) I don't even know how much it is to dye dye my hair. In North Carolina, I paid about $150. Mm -hmm. Um, In Mm -hmm. L.A., Mm -hmm. I paid close to $300. And that is why I will stay my little booty in the South in North Carolina. I also dye my hair red, which is a very expensive color to upkeep because it fades very easily. I'm just bummed because I love my hair color and I love the natural highlights. So I'm just like not really wanting it to be like one color. So hopefully Well, like you could just keep it. Yeah. Let me just go gray real quick. Oh, you owe two? Bitch, you have so much (laughs) fucking hair. I don't want to hear it. Oh, I pulled You literally out. are Rapunzel over there. Like, the f- you I'm, have I'm, so much. It, even if they keep coming, I'm pulling them out until my wedding, and then I'll deal with it then. Did Blaine even notice? He has a gray hair in his beard. We are, we are getting old. We are elderly. <laughs> no, I showed him, and he was like, yeah, I don't think that's brown. I was like, it's definitely not brown. And it's attached to my head. And it's a new hair growth. It's new hair. Not old hair. New hair. <laughs> Which just makes it so much better. So, yeah. But it's okay. I made it to 28 before I had my first gray hair. Didn't we morning. just talk about aging gracefully and everything? And well, I'm not. Your, you, your, you age your age? That is so not you're graceful. Just, you're it's just not gra- being not, a hypocrite. Oh, you're I'm just, totally, <laughs> totally. To go from this beautiful brown, luxurious hair to... Freaking it's too. 
hairs. It's yeah. two hairs. I'm sure there's more. I just probably can't see them. It's okay. All right. I'm just saying, I just needed to let the gals know that if they're graying, they're not <laughs> Anyways, we're all in this together. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So update from last week's episode, I went to a concert by myself and I said I was going to do that and that was a really big challenge for me and everything. But it actually, like when I got there, it was not like bad at all. It wasn't weird at all either. Like I ironically saw a tweet before I went to the concert where it said like when I go to a concert alone, like I am the main character. Like even the singer knows that I am the main character that night. And I kind of just like went with that energy and I didn't like actively pursue a conversation with anybody that was like around me, but I also like didn't stop myself. Like the couple in front of me in line, I talked to them like for a little bit, but when I got inside the venue, I went and bought myself a drink, you know, because I was like, I can, I can do this. Um, mm-hmm. And because I, I Ubered there uh, and I got a drink and I, you know, I had it the whole night. And then when I got into the venue, it's like this really big open area. It's like all like GA. And there was like this like one like little proscenium, like little half wall kind yeah. of like. And then you, there's two stairs that walked like two little steps that walked into like the main open area. Well, and there was, like, this little opening at that little proscenium, and I was like, well, I'm just going to fucking stand here. Like, I can, I have a perfect view over the entire crowd. Like, I'm far back, which is the only thing I cared about was just being able to see. And so I had a perfect view, was able to rush my drink there the whole night. It was great. And, uh, yeah, like, as soon as the music started, like, it was pretty... Like, no one fucking cares, literally, at all. And I, during the different singers like that like little 30 minute break between acts um yeah. i was just like texting like my friends during it and it was totally fine like no one thinks it's weird no one looks at you literally everybody's so consumed with their own selves and oh, yeah. they and probably just the if fact they, that like they're one of their favorite artists is like about to play there everyone's just yeah. hype everyone's there for the same reason which i think makes it a little bit easier yeah exactly and like people who are like standing near you and everything like if people think like you're alone like you're just standing near other people. Like, you could be with them. Who the fuck knows? Like, mm-hmm. it's, it's, don't overthink it. And, like, I, I had a great time because I, w- I was really glad I went as I knew if I didn't go, I was going to regret it. And I had a blast. And, I mean, the only thing that sucked is if I had to go, I didn't have to go to the bathroom, but if I did, I would have lost my spot. So yeah, I, that, yeah. I thankfully, shout out to me, I have a strong bladder. So I didn't have to worry about that. <laughs> That's true. I feel like the only place I have a strong bladder is at concerts. Yeah. Right. That's really like the only place that I'm like, yeah, I think I'm good. Like, unless I have a seat. If I have a seat, then mm-hmm. I'll go to the bathroom. But mm-hmm. also you're going to be waiting there for hours. So. Yeah. No. That's so, so fun yeah. though. I'm so proud of you. I'm glad that you yeah, went and had a good time. Really, really fun. Uh, had a great time and it wasn't too crowded or anything like it was it was a really good show, and Banks was great. She was amazing. And so I was really happy to um, have seen the show. So, yeah, but apparently there's a ton of other celebrities there, too, but, like, they weren't, like, anywhere near me. Mm-hmm. So that's something I also, like, forgot about since I'm seeing concerts now in L.A. is that there's celebrities at these concerts, too. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, totally. Sam, Smith, Sam Smith was there. Oh, that's very cool. Um, and I was like, oh, 
I forgot. Oh, yeah, I That's live. <laughs> I live where they live now. This yeah. is this is weird. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> Seeing celebrities at other celebrities' events, concerts. Is yeah, yeah. Kind of wild because we're. I mean, not, they were all. Yeah. We're but, not accustomed to that. So no, it was a fun time, and then. The Bachelorette, you know, quick update on that because I'm the sole. You're the <laughs> you're the lone you're the lone wolf in yeah. this season. I'm so sorry. They, um, wedding planning has taken the best of me, so no Bachelorette for me. I mean, is it hit or miss? Like kind of episode. Like there wasn't that much information. Like the next week is hometown, so I feel like that'll be a little bit more intriguing. Like by the time you're listening to this, like this tonight will be hometowns. Mm -hmm. So I think that will be a lot more intriguing to get into. But my favorite, Nate, on Gabby's side, got sent home. Apparently, though, there's some (gasps) stuff about him that has came out, though. So they broke up because he has a daughter, and Gabby didn't feel like she, you know, she was ready to be there, be that. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, she's like, it's not that I'm afraid to be a mom. It's also I'm afraid I'm going to, like, be bad at it on top mm-hmm. of that and like you talk so highly of your daughter like I just I don't want to like disappoint you or her in that way and she's just like I just think we're on two different paths right now and like I totally understand that and it sucks like it just sucks to have to um you know you still have feelings for somebody but you know that you don't want to hold yourself back in that way or be put into a situation where you feel pressured and so I definitely sympathize with that but then apparently recently like articles that came out about Nate where like an ex-girlfriend apparently dated him for a year and she found out he had a kid by him going on this show she (gasps) had no idea that whole time that they dated for a year that he had a kid oh no so there's been like stuff that like, like that just came out and it's just like dude like what's going on here uh I don't think there's any malicious intent behind it. I mean, no, I haven't done just much... like wasn't ready to share or something. But like a year he... though, like I know, I was gonna say that's when things start to get serious. Like, yeah, I don't know. I don't like know. that would be a little fishy, but mm-hmm. um, at least it, at least bringing it up. Like you don't have to. Like if you're not ready to like introduce your daughter to somebody yeah. yet. Like if you're if you don't want to if if you don't want her to be around someone that you're not sure is going to be in your life long term. I understand that. But not bringing it up at all that you have a child is... A little fishy. A little weird. A little, a little fishy. Weird. A little skeptical. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like, what else are you hiding? Since yeah. you can hide that so well. Since yeah. you literally have a child. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what people were like, sir. Yeah. Like, that, yeah. that's what the concern was. It was like, that's a pretty monumental thing to fucking hide mm-hmm. for that long of well, a time. And like, that's... I feel like that would be difficult to hide. <laughs> a literal human right like it's and not like it's a snake or like a little <laughs> like bird or something it's a literal human being <laughs> that you're responsible for <laughs> so. that like i'm assuming you have some custody of like did if, they never come over to like, your house do you have no photos of her are you just saying like oh not this weekend this weekend i'm busy <laughs> like do you not have photos of her like i'm really curious like like maybe they weren't as serious as the girl that wrote the article who let on, or who knows like you who just knows? never know weird 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 two-sided stories are odd but like no pictures not even on your like phone not even on your bedside table oh that's sad yeah. <laughs> so i don't know man um but yeah that's my little update from that i'll be interested to see how it will be after hometowns and how um because it looks like that's what's when a lot of drama is going to kick up and a lot of drama is okay. going to start so. We do like the drama. We're here yes. for the drama. We love the tea. <sighs> yeah. But yes. 
that that is my life update and everything. Um, what is your captivation this week? So we're back at it with the film recommendations. <laughs> Thank you, Emily, <laughs> film guru. Let's have it. What is it this year? So it's not a film. It's a TV show. Okay. And we you're like gonna a TV appreci- show. You're going to appreciate this one. It, it On HBO Max. Oh, which um, I need to get again. Yes. Pretty Little Liars, Original Sin. I watched the entire first season. It, the first season that came out. One, I love how HBO Max released this because instead of releasing one episode a week, they released two episodes a week. So oh, heck yeah. I, I, yes, I went through it quicker, but God, the cliffhangers were so good. Like, I was so happy I got to binge, like, the immediate next episode. So, and that was good because I still got a tease. Like, I still, like, had to wait for more, mm-hmm. but, like, mm-hmm. I also got that immediate gratification a little bit. So I think that was smart how they did it, but... Oh my god, why the fuck was Pretty Little Liars never originally on HBO? Because they did this show justice. They did the series justice. Basically, with Pretty Little Liars original sim, none of the original characters are in it. Like, Arya, um, Hannah, Emily, Spencer, none... Allison, none of them are in it. It's also taking place like in more modern day. Like these girls are born in like 2002 kind of situation. Like right. they're, in, yeah. they're modern day. They're also not in Ravenswood. They're in Millwood, which is um, like a neighboring town to Raven uh, to Rosewood. And there are definitely a little bit Easter egg hints. Like the uh, Noah is one of the girls. She like picks up a pill bottle and like Caleb Rivers is on the is the name on the pill bottle. So like. Oh. There's okay. little, like, homages. They do go to the Radley Sanitarium at one point um, mm-hmm. and, and Rosewood. But what I really thought was cool was how it also got the fucking parents involved. Ooh, so, yeah, okay. A, this time was actually terrifying. Like, it wasn't, like, some little boy in a fucking black hoodie. Like, he had, like, a leather face mask with an A carved into it with stitches. It was fucking creepy, Ooh, like, I genuinely, like this. Yeah. it was so much more horrific, but A this time was, like, completely horrific. Like, A was not holding back. Like, immediately, first episode, we're killing a bitch. Like, the opening credits haven't even rolled yet. We're killing somebody. <laughs> they really said, we are not wasting any time. We are not playing around. We're not wasting time, which I appreciated. And, I mean, like, there's little things, like, you can definitely tell, like, which character's supposed to be Arya, which one's supposed to be Hannah, Spencer, Emily, um... But they also, like, there's cussing in it, and <laughs> there's, like, really, like, adult topics that they're talking about in it, and they also have the moms involved, too. And yeah. essentially, like, basically what happens is the moms were in this, like, popular group in the 90s, and they bullied this one girl, and this girl ended up taking her own life, and mm-hmm. now A has... uh was bullying them, and now A has returned to bully their daughters for um, basically pushing this girl to, like, take her own life. Uh, and mm-hmm. it's like, uh, they, so it's, A is targeting the moms and the daughters kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I just appreciated there was no plot holes in it. Like, I fucking hated the original Pretty Little Liars because there's always fucking plot holes galore. Oh, yeah. And we were all, like, sitting there, like, trying to piece part it together. I mean, we spent hours trying to figure it out this mm, they wrapped this one up so well it was great so i highly recommend gonna be another season do you know or so i do here's the thing 
because HBO Max right now, there's a, I don't want to get it too much into it because it's very, very complicated. HBO Max right now is merging with Discovery Plus, so a lot of HBO Max original shows may not be renewed for another season. I'm hoping that this one will be because ratings have been excellent for it, but yeah. um, yeah, it is a Max original and not an HBO original, so it doesn't air on HBO's cable channel. It okay. only airs on the streaming service. Gotcha. So it was... I think they, they did a great job with this finale because they wrapped it up very, very well, pretty perfectly, to where if it doesn't get renewed, you okay. have, you have closure. There's yeah. closure. Yeah. But, like, there's, an, like, the A reveal. There is an A reveal in mm-hmm. this finale. Mm-hmm. But at the end of it, it teases that there's a new A. Right. Like, it's right. never any cycle. Yeah. Kind of thing. Kind of um, like how you... Like, wraps it up, but then teases yes. another, Which, like, target or whatever. It Showrunners are smart to do that because mm-hmm. what it, they do it because there is a chance. You don't know if you're going to get renewed for the next season. Mm-hmm. So I always... Inc- and then if it doesn't, it kind of leaves you on that, like, okay, he's, he's going to do that same thing again with this next person. Like, it yeah. kind of already... It just, like... It makes sense for that person to. It like, gives you a cliffhanger. Yeah, it gives you a cliffhanger enough for for us to have a season two. But it also wraps the story up well enough to where okay, well, we told the story and uh, fans won't be disappointed. Right, right. Which okay. I think is smart to do. It's very smart. It's very smart. What any good showrunner would do. I was gonna so. say, I wish more shows would do that. Not especially every the ones that just like randomly end, and you're like, mm, okay, like. <laughs> Great. Not every showrunner is smart enough to do that. Only, I feel like, seasoned showrunners are yeah. smart enough to think about that. Yeah, but, that makes sense. But yeah, sense. Uh, what's your captivation, though? Well, it's actually because of you. I have listened to this musician before. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how to say her last name, so I'm going to butcher it. But it's Ingrid and Andres? Andres something? I've, I really I don't, don't know. I really don't know how to say her last name, so I apologize for butchering it. But... I have heard her sing um, Wishful Drinking with Sam Hunt and More mm-hmm. Hearts Than Mine. And I love those two songs. But you sent me um, one yesterday mm-hmm. um, called Seeing Someone Else. Y'all. I listened to this song and I was like immediately inspired. And I was like, I have to text my producer. Well, I, I heard, <laughs> I, I like, heard I have it. I to text my producer immediately. <laughs> I heard it and was like, this is, it reminded me of you. Yeah. Uh, because it was, her music was like a mix of like Lacey Cavalier, Casey Musgraves meets Leon Maggie Rogers kind of vibe. Yes, which is the vibe that I have always been trying, like I've always been trying to explain that to people. Like I have a little bit of like a pop country flair plus mm-hmm. like that singer songwriter like very i don't like know like the music indie music like that that's what i'm going for and so it's, it's like so the funny. lyrics the lyrics yes. and the music are very indie but her voice, voice. has that yes. country little yes um it's just like it. a little it's just like a little bit like it's not too much it's yeah. not it's not enough to be like in eh, i don't know where she falls in the genres but Love. She's a country artist. Okay, She's, that's yeah. what I thought, but but it's more. I don't know. It's I I love the it's style not of her Marin music. Mo- it's not Marin Morris case. It's not Kelsey Carrie Ballerini. Underwood. It's yeah, yeah. It's it's that more like modernized, I guess, yeah. um, country that like leans more towards like other genres too. But I sent it to my producer, and I was like, I this this song one has inspired me, but also two is the vibe that I'm going for. 
And he literally said, hold on, let me find it. He literally said, oh man, I love this. We could nail this. He's like, this is perfect for you. And obviously we'll make it your own. Yes, finally, someone who like can hear like what like from working with me in the past, like mm-hmm, what I'm mm-hmm. capable of doing as far as that goes. And also like, yeah, we could totally nail this. Like this is perfect mm-hmm. for you. Um, mm-hmm. So that was really encouraging. And so I was like, yeah, like let me get, let me get through this like craziness of the wedding. And then like I want to book some time to just like come and spend several days in Nashville and just like knock out a bunch of stuff. I was like, I need to fine tune. I need to write. Like I just need some time. And he was like, yes, yeah, sounds perfect. Like so I, I think just like hearing someone that I like really like the style of their music just like lit another like spark in me I feel Mm -hmm. like I was kind of like in this like I don't really like know what I want to do I don't really want to know where I want to go and so it was really encouraging to just like I don't know like I get I get randomly inspired by other artists and Mm -hmm. I'm really bad to get like creative ideas when I'm driving which is incredibly difficult to like act on them. So I like voice notes. I do. I try to voice note, but then it like goes through my car microphone and it sounds all shitty. And so then I have to come home and like re figure out what I was like thinking. (laughs) So it just is like a mess. And so I was like, I need to start like better acting on these creative ideas. Like if I'm driving in the car, but I can pull off for a few minutes to like jot it down or like actually get a good recording of it that's not through the car. I mean, I just need to do this. Literally, you have Miss Taylor Allison Swift who woke up in the middle of the night at 2 a.m., got her voice memo out and was like, literally, sometimes that's me. Like, sometimes that's me. She literally... I like have a line that like pops in my head. I'm like, yes, I'm, I need to like write this down or like say this into the, and it's like me whispering cause I don't want to wake anyone up. But like some, I was, we were watching, I was watching a TikTok or something and it was like, it was talking about how like, I think it might be something you sent me or Blaine sent me. Somebody sent it to me and it was talking about like creative people and like, if you don't act on your, like all creative oh, yeah, ideas me. expire and then, like, if you don't act on your creative idea, like, somebody else is going to make it. Well, I live by the uh, quote, I think it's Lin-Manuel Miranda who quoted it, where he, someone asked him, like, why he writes. And, you know, Alexander Hamilton was the same way. Like, he always, like, was writing and never stopped writing. And Lin-Manuel Miranda said, you know, I realized one day that if I don't write it, then the idea will die with me. And... uh like, it's just never going to happen. And so, like, if you want it to happen, you have to be the sole person that makes it happen. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there was, like, a quote that, like, it was, like, something Michael Jackson had said. And it was, like, why like why are we recording this now? Why do, you ha- why do we have to go to the studio right now? And he was, like, because if I don't write this, Prince will. Like, if I don't do this, like, somebody else is going to do it. Or somebody mm-hmm. else is going to write something similar. That idea. Because I, I feel like we're all, like we all get these ideas and while yes, I think that we all have individual like creativities, I still feel like some of the same concepts pass through our brains. And so if if Mm -hmm. I don't write a song about it, someone else is going to write something very similar. And then Mm -hmm. there you go. There's your idea gone. So it's like, um, all we were (laughs) is literally the all too well music video. (laughs) And then me and fucking Taylor Swift are in the same fucking like, Oscar contenders this year. I'm, I'm like, really? That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's like we are, there are so many creative humans on this planet that like no one idea is 
unique. Like somebody else has either like a, a idea similar or very similar or like the same, but can go in a different direction. And so if you, if you don't do it, somebody else is going to, or that sentiment of like, if you don't do it, then it's literally going to die with you. So I just, I don't know. I got like a energy and I was like, of course I get like an energy, like two months before a wedding, like that would happen to me, but that's okay. There are a lot of hours in the day, but channel it. So I'm trying to, yes. Even I remember, I trust me. I, I low key miss like when I would get like creative first, like at midnight sometimes. Cause like, yeah, like it's the last time you want to write. Cause like you're, but, like, I'm not tired because I get a creative burst. Like, I'm wide the right, fuck awake. Right, right, And it's right, like, right. oh, it's 12 o'clock at night. No one's going to fucking distract me. There's literally nothing to distract me at that time. And that's why I used to stay up really late writing because, like, yeah, I was psychotic. But um, I, I had no other responsibilities. And there was nothing to distract me. Like, there's nothing on TV. And, right, yeah. like, there's no one t- up to text you or bother you and you don't have to be like you don't have to work or anything like I could just write and I it would just play the same song on repeat and it would like I would almost like go into like a trance state <laughs> and be able to write and it was great and I miss doing that and I would love to be able to do that again and, and I should just go to like the beach at night one day and just be able to write I love yeah. writing at night. I love writing at night more in the day. Any well, I night. feel like at night is when I have my my better like ideas. During the day, mm-hmm. it's or it'll come to me like in the middle of a th- therapy session that I'm running, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm gonna forget about this. I need to write this down. How do I write this down? With this is like, you know, like I don't know. It just comes in the most like inopportune moment moment. So I'm like, I really need to just like set aside a time to sit down and like actually like think about, okay, like this was the idea that I had. How can I like expand on this? But yeah, so I highly recommend listening to her music. It was so good. So good. I'm glad. I'm, I, I feel like we could talk about like creativity and like, you know, being the driving force behind that. So if you guys like want to hear an episode about that, like let us know. Like I, I, I can think of so many guests that would be so great oh, to have an episode 100%. like that. And mm-hmm. I, so I we have so many like songwriting, like we have so many musician friends, we have so many friends in film, like yes. actors. Um, I feel like there's a lot of people who could just come on and like give their take on creativity in general and being in the creative world. So yeah. But I, would I love mean, we to do that. We have so many other episodes that are, you know, around that same topic and that are around like motivation and growth and determination. So like if you gals are interested in that, we do have a whole library you can go check out on um, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts. We hope that you're following along and leave us a review. And you can also check out our social media. We have like a ton of resources on there at the Gals Guy Pod. And while you're there, follow us on our own personal ones. I'm at Emily Elise. She's at Hannah Nicole Adams. And... Yeah, we're going to go ahead and get into today's episode. We're going to do a couple ad reads real quick, and then we'll get right to it. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. So today we are not talking about creativity, uh, but we are talking about something that does have to deal with my creativity because I am working on a script right now where it is two people who 
you know, were exes and now they are coming back together. No, this is not inspired by Hannah. <laughs> I was like, wow, are you writing a story about my life? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, cool. And Noted. Speaking of like having I better the same have a character idea, in this though. You always fucking do. Yes. That's when you know you've got a real friend. <laughs> <laughs> but I was watching, I realized the other day, like speaking of creativity, like in fellow people having similar ideas. I was watching No String Attached the other day because it was on Netflix now. And yes, man, I realized how fucking similar it is to my... It's not the same, but it's so eerily close to my idea. Like, it, my idea is, like, if No String Attached meets La La Land. That okay. is the vibe. Still haven't seen La La Land, but yes. <laughs> it's on the to-do to list, okay? Okay. You're really testing me at this point. It's been a long... You fucking love a- musicals. I know. I think I'm, I think I, it's been hyped up so much. I'm afraid I'm not going to like it. It's fine. Yeah, it I is. said the same it's fucking it's thing. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to watch it. It's fine. Give me until September 1st. I'll watch it before then. Okay. okay. I'm, you heard it here first, gals. All right. On <laughs> the Monday after that, whatever that is, I will, I will be, uh, on September 5th, we'll, we'll be talking about it. Okay. Okay. I'll let okay. you know my thoughts. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, so, like, the film is centered around the people, these people who keep coming back into their lives. There's a ton of films that are like that as well. And I was thinking, you know, about the other day, a lot of relationships that I've been in, the guys always came back. And there's been a couple guys who have continuously come back multiple times. And, you know, it, it, it makes me wonder why... And I think a lot of people wonder that too. They they think, okay, well, you left me. Why are you coming back? Like, what? Like, what the fuck is it? Like, is this a game to you? Like, you're aware of how I feel about this, and or that like I don't give a fuck about you and I've moved on. Like, why are you bothering me? Why are, why are you upsetting me at this point? And I have been in both shoes. I have been in both camps with that feeling, and neither one of them are great. Like, if I have moved on and I want nothing to do with you. I've probably blocked you, so you can't come back. <laughs> but true, I, I don't disturb my peace. I have created such a sanctuary without you. Do not disturb my peace because with your little games because you think it's fun and you're bored and you're lonely. I've also been in the camp of I still have feelings for you. You're aware of that, and I feel like you're taking advantage of that because you know I have feelings for you, and you want to use it to boost your own ego and for your own self-gain. I have felt both of those things and neither one of them are comfortable. And I also have allowed myself to sit in those sort of feelings because I realized this the other day, I have notoriously always been dumped in relationships. I've never been the one to be the dumper. And a lot of times it's because that would require me to take a risk that somebody else, you know, another relationship would come along, which has a lot to speak with insecurities that I have and I'm still dealing with. I also don't want to hurt the other person, so I wait it out until they break up with me. And then I subconsciously sit in the victim card. And I'm not out here milking that I'm a victim, but I do feel like, oh, if you come back, I now have the power again mm. in that sense because I know that you're going to come back because they always have. And most guys usually will. Um, or their life gets worse. And (laughs) I would sit in that power play and 
I realized it's not really adding to any value by doing that. I'm not adding to any, you know, I'm not getting, it doesn't fix anything. And in the day, like I'm still being bothered. My piece is still being upset. And so we've done episodes like this before where we talked about why they always come back and we got into like the deep reasons of it. Like, you know, that they want to get validation. They're lonely. You know, sometimes they truly do still love you. Like the rarities, like Hannah, <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> there's also like you know we want to hit on why you and I, I and I know that we you know we don't personally know all of you that listen to this but you listen to the same podcast you listen to us I would hope that we all have the same kind of collective mind and thought and our caring soul that you are all genuine people you're all beautiful people you're all nice you're all loving and you only want the best for the people in your life mm-hmm. like we do. And so with that, like, why do they come back to you? So like we're saying, why specifically you? It's easy to think that when they come back to you that they've changed. And it's easy to think that they've, you know, had this, like, revelation and this life-changing um, epiphany, basically. But... Typically, if they're choosing to come back to you and you are someone that listens to this podcast and you are a caring, kind person, they're realizing that those qualities are no longer present in their lives and they're missing them and you are the closest thing probably to it. That's also not a good thing either because it's a convenience thing for them. They're not having to put in any extra effort to go out and find somebody else that can also give them the qualities that they're looking for. They're going back to you as like a habit in a way, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah. And it's... It's them being lazy in a way, and you definitely don't deserve laziness. You deserve no. somebody who realizes, like, there's effort. Because I feel like when you and Blaine got back together, you it was out of, like, realization that not that you missed the caring nature of each other or, like, the, you know, the funniness that he had or the, you know, niceness that you had. It was that you missed the love that mm-hmm. was a mutual feeling between you guys. Yeah. And that's why y'all went back. I mm-hmm. think that's why typically a lot of people who do go back to their exes and are successful, that is what they're chasing and not just chasing like these certain qualities that are very generic qualities that can be found in multiple different people. Yeah. Yeah. And I think in my specific situation, like I 100% had to let go of him to mm-hmm. like move on and let go of that idea of like, we're going to be something so that I could move on with my life and find happiness in somebody else. I think I needed to like genuinely fall in love and care for and like see a future with somebody else in order for me to, I don't know, like, like move forward. Cause I was so hung up on the fact of like this whole like teetering back and forth and it just like wasn't healthy for me. And like, it was, it was like a cop out. Like I knew that he cared about me. So like, of course I'm going to be open to like texting and talking and like all of those things. But I don't know, like my ex, when he, when I went back to him, the multiple times that I did after I broke up with him multiple times, um, that was, that was a cop out for me because I didn't want to be alone. I knew that he would like support me and love me and care for me in the way that I needed in that moment while I was still trying to figure out like, what I actually wanted in the future, which was Mm -hmm. not great, but also like, I mean, that's me like owning, owning my own shit, being vulnerable, opening up. Like it was a cop out because I didn't have to look for it anywhere else. 
Mm-hmm. I knew that he still cared for me. I still cared for him. It wasn't like a malicious thing. It was just like a, oh, well, like this is good. Like this is easy. It's convenient. Like, I, like it's convenient. I don't have to. I don't have to go out and like play the streets. <laughs> Not the streets. Play the like, streets. <laughs> play the play the bars. I don't know. Like what do you people do in college? Play the bars. I don't know. Get free drinks. I don't know. Flirt it up. Whatever. You had you to know. play the game. You didn't, I didn't have, have to play the game. I didn't have to play the game in the bar, not the streets. That sounded like not great. Anyways, um, we're out here in the streets. But anyways, um, that was convenient. It was easy. And it was a cop-out. It was a cop-out. I didn't want to look for people. I have always been the person that ends relationships. I, I like to be in charge. And so when I realized that that, my ex and I were not a fit, like ending that relationship was hard for me because it was like, okay, now what? Um, and then things just like fell into place. But, but I think, I don't think it would have worked for Blaine and I, if I had not like completely let go of the idea, like, I mean, it was out of the blue. I like was not expecting to even like go anywhere. Like I just gave him a, like, I just said yes to a date. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't, it was, I, I didn't know where it was going to go. And so, mm-hmm. but I don't think I could have ever reached that moment if I hadn't let go of him and the idea in the first place and like truly moved on. And I think that was the hardest part for me, which sounds like it should be easy. Like when someone breaks up, cause he was the only guy that broke up with me. So like, there was a lot of that, like, I can't believe you did that. Like I'm such a good person. Yada, yada. And a lot of like heartbreak and, and all of that. And I think that's why I took control in future relationships. But I think that I don't think that we would be where we, where we are now if I hadn't totally like let go of that mm-hmm. whole idea of him coming back and yeah. not expecting it. Cause I and feel you like, weren't, yeah, go ahead. You weren't like just wanting him back because of his distinctive qualities either. Like there was a feeling, there was like a mutual like energy mm-hmm. that was between you two that you also wanted and how he in a way like changed you in a way like he made you like not like in a bad way like he like brought out better qualities in you and he brought out things that you know your ex also didn't and highlighted those certain things and then vice versa as well it's not like oh well he's just nice and funny and safe and like just a good time like no like there is something that like is inspiring and like there is this like chemical like electricity that's between you two Mm -hmm. that you wanted and that's not what you're gonna get like if someone's just coming back to you and they're just you know well like you know she's around and I know she still likes me and she's like super nice and like my friends like her and like she you know and like it, it'll work for now until I find someone else like yeah <laughs> that energy is not what we're what we're like looking for <laughs> you know no. no it's I can't it's it is the Bridgerton Anthony and Kate, I like... burn for you. No, that's season one. We're talking about season oh, two, bitch. Sorry, We're talking sorry. about you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires. Yes. We're talking about that. Absolutely. <laughs> like, like, I, I, I literally yes. cannot live without you. Yes, and, like, I, I like in high school, I remember saying, like, I'm going to marry him. And then I was like... And everyone's like, ha, ha, whatever. Like, yeah, I remember I'm I like, was there. I'm like, joke's on, joke's on me. <laughs> joke's on you. Like... No, but, like, I feel like he has always been my muse. Like, 95% of every song I've ever written has been about him. And so it's just been, I don't know, it's just one of those things where, like, I needed to fall in love with somebody else and have that end to, like, really consider, okay, like, do I actually want to pursue this with him again? Like, 
because it had been years. I mean, like multiple years. Um, and I feel like he's the person that because he broke up with me, like I was very like timid and shy, like my freshman and sophomore year. And I just feel like I just like came out of my shell and like needed to be this like more confident person. And like, you know, I don't know. So there was just, there's always been something different about him and, and yeah, that's why we're back together and getting married in two months, but literally almost two months. But yeah, so I don't know. I, I think people, when they think like, oh, he's coming back, like, it's just going to, like, fix itself. Like, it's not quite like that. Like, I almost feel like you have to, like, relearn someone and, like, come oh, at yeah. it from a totally new mindset. Because if you if you stay back in what you were, like, it is never going to go anywhere. You're going to so continually with, yeah. have that same ending. With that, like, I think it's, you know, this, this person that's coming back, like, they miss what you gave them. And not the whole you. Mm-hmm. They're only yeah. looking at it from a more of a selfish lens and not like, I always tell people, you know, okay, you think you love them. Tell me 10 things that you love about them that do not affect you. Like you can't say, I like the way they make me laugh. That's Mm-mm. has to do with you. Like yep. you can say they're, you can say that they're funny, I guess maybe, but like, it's still like personal like opinion mm-hmm. of that in a way like not everybody was gonna think that person's funny but like I like how they prioritize family I like how they are very driven in their career mm-hmm. I like that they still make time for their passions and their hobbies yeah. I like that they are very good with children and very gentle with children I like that they are very um open and honest with communication mm-hmm. things like that that yep. only deal with them and mm-hmm. not you if you can name 10 things then yeah i would probably say that you like do love that person then Mm -hmm. and well and and it's not about you as a unit it's literally like i love this person and all of their qualities and how they live in this world and i cannot and that's not something that can be like copy and pasted into like another person like right down the street well, and it's like the qualities and the person that you want to build a life with. Because yes. if, you, if you're just building a life with the idea of like you guys as a couple, like if you're if you're only seen as the couple, like those kind of relationships always like make me cringe a little because I'm like, who, <laughs> not in like a bad way, but it's like, who are you individually? Like, mm-hmm. I, like the, you know, you like know a, those, you know a those meshed people. couple. Yeah. Yes, you know those people who are like people know them as a unit, like they. Like, and I think that's great. And I think that's great to be a unit. And I think it's really important when you're building a future to be able to be a unit, but not all of the time. Like you need to have your own qualities and you need to be able to see that in each other too. And not, and not like you said, not make it about like how it makes you feel because that's not like how you feel is very important, but also like how someone makes you feel is not the entirety of a relationship. Like that's not gonna, you're not gonna be able to make that last for long. Or if you do, it's just always going to be like this whole, like we're a unit. We don't do anything by ourselves. You're You're just so emet. Like, what did you say? Meshed? Enmeshed? Enmeshed. Enmeshed. So enmeshed in this person that you don't even know who you are individually. And I don't, I I, I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, I don't want to be in something like that. Well, I think also too, when you're thinking about like what you like, what this person like gave you in that way, like you're, you're so not acknowledging the person you're wanting to date as a whole other person, like as their own individualness, like you're only thinking of them in the ways that they can benefit you. 
and not how you like it and that way like it doesn't matter what the fuck you do because like you're not even considering like how your actions are like affecting that other person which i'm sure they are definitely fucking thinking of that because they're so like in love with you and like it's ingrained in them so it's almost taking a lens taking a step back and thinking am i even okay i'm a person coming back to this i'm coming back to this person am i gonna like actually like benefit from this in any way are they going to benefit from this anyway? Are we, or should I just leave it the fuck alone? And I don't think enough people take the time to think that because they're too fucking concerned about that instant gratification moment, how that, getting that serotonin boost, getting that fucking ego fed. That's what their only concern is. They're not concerned about how, oh fuck, my actions, I know that they have feelings for me. I know that my actions are going to cause, and like, probably not the same reaction in them as it would me. But fuck it, I'm going to, like, engage with it anyways. Because, you know, I'm only thinking about myself. I'm only thinking about, you know, how I feel. And it's not fair to them. And I think if you're able to sit there and acknowledge, okay, like, this person's coming back. Why are they coming back? Is it because I, they cannot live without me and they, you know, I am the only person in the world that makes them feel this way. And then I am the only person that they feel compatible with or they coming back because I can make them laugh and I ask them how their day is and I'm willing to sleep with them. Like, is Mm -hmm. that the only fucking thing? Because Mm -hmm. that's not enough and that's, you shouldn't settle for that at all. You deserve some, you deserve way more than that. And then on top of that, like turning it on you, like, well, if I were to take them back why do I want to be back in this relationship like what is it going to give me like are they the person that is going to fulfill the things that I need or I want or I desire and a lot of times if you genuinely sit down with yourself and you like actually look through the relationship you may not actually want them the way that you used to or you may see the more of those like flaws that were maybe present Mm -hmm. the whole time that you didn't Mm -hmm. even really acknowledge. Um, and so I think that's hard too, because a lot of times when someone comes back, like, of course, like, especially if you weren't the one to end the relationship, like, of course you want to take them back. Like, of course you want to be back in that because it was not all the time, but like (laughs) it wasn't in, like, I feel like maybe in the fresher moments, like it wasn't your idea to end. Like it wasn't a mutual decision. It was something that you didn't really have a say in, like comes out of nowhere 90% of the time, or like you see things that build up. But I think the more that you like sit in your thoughts and you sit and you're like, okay, so like, why are they coming back? And like, do I even want, do I even want this? Like, not, not even like, what do they want or what are they trying to say? Like, what do I want? And I think the more and more that you sit, especially if it was something that like ended up being probably a breakup for the good, like being able to sit and reflect on how you're, not even how you're feeling in the moment because that's going to be hard to like decipher between like, you know, your thoughts and your heart and all the feelings and stuff. But like just sitting, like sitting and like talking through like, okay, like this is how they made me feel in this moment. This is how they made me feel in this moment. Like, do I really want this? And so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I like, that was hard for me because my ex did try to come back again for like the 17th time. And I was just like, I 
I don't want, like, I don't want this anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I've seen how it ends. I know how it ends. We've ended You've already read times. the book. Why do you want to reread it? Yes. And, like, and even with Blaine coming back, I was like, I don't know. Like, but, I mean, I was like, yes, I want to, oh, like, no, on a date. I was sketchy of it, but like, though. But everyone was like, are you sure? Like, what do you think? And I was like, I, I was like, this, something feels good about this. I, like, want to trust my gut, and I just, like, want to go out on this date. If it's terrible, that's it. Like, we don't we don't engage anymore. If it's great, we'll just see where it goes. We'll just ride it out. And so I think you just have to, like, trust your gut, too, which is hard, which is definitely hard, especially when you're in an emotional, like, place. So. Well, and I think also, too, especially when, like, you have such deep feelings for this other person, but you admit to yourself that they do not feel the same way about me that I do about them and telling yourself that you deserve better mm-hmm. when yes. this person is at your door saying that they'll take you, they want you back, but it's you like, know that it's not the same way. And it's like, God, for so long, I begged for this moment. I, I, I thought about, and I've had this situation happen with me and it's like, I've, I've sat here and I've thought about this moment on re- fucking repeat. And I, I think about this with the doctor. Like I wanted him to come back. Mm-hmm. You're standing at my fucking door on your knees asking for me back. But I know that it's not going to be good. Like, I deserve to be with somebody better. And closing that door is so hard. And if so you cannot, hard. <laughs> if you can't do it, if you can't do it and you go back to that person, there's no fucking judgment here. There's oh, no. no judgment. We, I feel like I feel like we've but, all, me and you have both been there. <laughs> yeah. Because I we, we understand how hard it is to yeah. choose yourself in that moment. Like, it is unbelievable and you because it's everything you ever wanted like literally like sitting yeah, right there like, in front of you right wrapped in a pretty bow and then you are having to actively say no to that because you're thinking about your future and like what you want and how you're choosing yourself and you're choosing to be alone is never an easy decision but you had to remind yourself that in the long run you will thank yourself so much there are so many guys that came back to me and I could have easily taken them back. Mm-hmm. But I, cl- I closed that door because I was like, I cried over you more than I laughed. And I don't deserve that. I deserve somebody who would only want to make me smile and never want to make me cry. And I know that you're on your hands and knees asking for me back now, but I'm going to close this door. And I don't want you ever talking to me. I don't want you coming back ever again. Mm-hmm. And this, this, this is the end. I am choosing to end this. And I think that's also why I have never been the one that's been, it's never been easy for me to end relationships because I also want to actively think that things will change. Things will get better. They will go back to how they were. And it's me realizing that's not, they're not yeah. going to, this is who they are, who they were in the beginning was an audition. That was them trying to win me over. Now they're here. They're comfortable. They're taking the mask off. They're taking a fucking seat at the dining room table. We are at intermission for a long time. <laughs> as and this is who they really are. Things yes. are not going to go back to who that who they they were before. And so it's me finally getting better and realizing, hey, why don't you just fucking like end it now and like you'll. Stop being fucking unhappy. You don't need it for companionship. You have friends. Leave them alone. (laughs) So, yeah. And I think it's also just finding satisfaction and happiness and love from other parts of your life so that you don't go back to them because you're lonely. So, 
I think that's one lesson that I have definitely learned from having to say no to situations like this before. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's pretty brutal. Not going to lie. But I think mm-hmm. I think it has made you and I both stronger people. Um, and I think it just has made us more self-aware of what we actually want and deserve in our life. I feel like if we were still mm-hmm. with the people that we were with years ago, like we wouldn't be where we were today. And I don't feel like we would have like the same confidence and drive. Maybe. But no, I, yeah, you're right. We probably wouldn't be the same people. Um, I probably, I would, I would, God, I would hope I'd be out here in LA. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't like to think about that, but I don't want to think about that, but I do think that as choosing to invest in myself, yes, paid off a lot more than temporary bliss from a stupid boy. Yes. Preach it. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I think like the survival tip, like for this episode is realizing that if somebody's coming back, like what is it about you that makes you so special to them? And I'm not saying this in a constant way about you. I'm saying it in a constant way about them. Mm-hmm. What makes you so special to them for them to come back to you? Is it because they have a connection with you that is undeniable and they do not get that with anybody else? Or is it because they miss what you gave them and not the whole you? Thought-provoking questions by Emily. We love it. Full of questions and answers over here. Just, just out here doing the Lord's work. <laughs> so walking encyclopedia for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good night. Good day. Good night. Goodbye. And so that does it for today's episode of The Gals Guide. Make sure to follow us on Instagram at The Gals Guide Pod. Also like us on Facebook at The Gals Guide and become a Gal Scout in our Facebook community. You can also hit us up on our website, thegalsguidepod.com, and our personal social media, which we will have linked in our show notes. Also, if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review. And then if you're listening to us on Spotify, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. So thanks for listening, gals, and we hope you come back for our next journey. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.